0: Hey there, third graders. It's Miss Hayes here with chapter thirteen of our read aloud, Return of the Indian. <clears throat> at the end of chapter twelve, um Kitsa had just trapped something in the yard, and Patrick and Omri were rushing to go see what it was. So let's jump right into chapter thirteen. Kitsa! Omri screamed out her name. Startled, she turned he- she turned her head. Both boys were pelting towards her furious at the interruption she turned back and with one quick wiggle of her hips she pounced at almost the same second patrick reached her without time to think he kicked her or rather kicked at her she started to jump away at the same second so that his foot although it did just about connect with her merely accelerated her flight through the air with a yowl of outrage empty mouthed and thwarted she fled omri and patrick fell to their knees on the spot Kitza had so hastily left The white horse was lying on its side. Its legs were moving, but it was obviously hurt. It kept raising its head and whinnying and letting its head drop back again. Boone was lying half under it. He didn't move. Patrick very gently shifted the pony until he could lift Boone clear. Suddenly, Boone shot to his feet and shouted, Am I dead? Did it kill me? You look okay to me, said Patrick. His voice sounded to Omri like the voice of a complete stranger. It was deep and gruff, like a man's. Boone was looking around in a daze. W- what was it? A cat? A cat? It was the biggest dang critter I ever saw in my entire life. It just came from nowhere. One minute I was riding along, mind my own business, and suddenly... Then his eyes fell on the horse. It raised its head again and whickered softly, as if asking him to help it. There was a terrible moment of silence. Boone crouched by the horse's head, stroking it, running his hands over it. He unbuckled the saddle and lifted it clear, and very gently ran his hands over its white side. Ribs is broke, he said. Oh no, Armory heard himself in a desperate voice. Suddenly, irrational fury seized him. He crouched down. I'll kill her! I'll kill Kitza! He ground out between his teeth. Boone looked up at him don't you kill nothing, kid. The creature was only following its instincts. Can't blame a cat for being a cat, even if it don't fall on a fella as fierce and sudden as a Texas hurricane. I will get you another horse. Yeah, you do that. I'll get to be pals with it, same as I was with this one. day, I guess. A man ain't whole without a horse." Come on, then. We best be getting back to the others, before something happens to them. Patrick carried the cowboy back to the rhododendrons. There was no sign of Little Bear and Bright Stars, and for a moment, Armory's heart seemed to leap into his mouth. But then Little Bear walked, actually walked, though slowly and unsteadily, out of the ruined long- longhouse. Where you go, why leave, he demanded. Patrick stopped and opened his hand so Boone could step out onto the seed tray. As far as Omri could judge, the cowboy looked as always, but Little Bear seemed to know at once that something had happened. He even guessed what. Where horse,' he asked Boone. "'Hurt,' Boone said shortly. No more was said, but the Indian touched Boone briefly on the so- sh- shoulder before turning back to Omri. "'Now we put Braves in box!' But this time it was Patrick who had been doing some thinking. "'Just a minute, Little Bear,' Omri turned to him. or er, Little Bear turned to him. "'What minute?' Do now! Okay, so say we bring 40 Indians to life. Then what? I mean, what will happen right away? Because you can't go back and stop fighting the French right away. I go back right away. Why, no. Because you're not well enough. No, little bear, you can't be. So we'll have 40 other people on our hands. We'll have to feed them and look after them until you're ready. There might be days. Weeks. Who weak? I strong. Seven days,' said Patrick, holding up seven fingers. "'That's a week.' "'Little Bear glowered. "'No week. No wait. If I stay here, not help tribe. They make new chief.' "'I'll tell you what,' said Patrick. "'He reached into his pocket. "'We'll get Matron back, see what she says.' "'Matron?' "'Yes.' "'Patrick held up the formidable little figure in her tall cap. "'Little Bear made a face. "'What use, white woman, with face like old beaver?' She saved your life, so you better not be rude. She's like a doctor. Little Bear looked shocked. No, woman doctor, he exclaimed. Well, this one is. She took the medal out of your back last night. If she says you're healed enough to fight, okay. We'll get started on your army. If not, we wait. And he put Matron in the cupboard. When he opened the door, she was standing, blinking at the sudden sunlight. She had a newly starched cap perched on her head. Aha! "'she cried when she saw the boys. "'I thought as much. "'The more I thought about it, the more certain I I was. "'You'd need me again. "'So do you know what I did? "'I popped a few things into my apron pocket, just in case.' "'She hitched up her skirt and climbed over the rim of the cupboard. "'Think ahead,' she said. "'That's my motto.' "'Then she saw Little Bear standing before her with folded arms and "'and uttered a shriek, but it was not of terror. "'What on earth are you doing out of bed? "'Are you trying to kill yourself?' "'Not kill self,' said Little Bear calmly. "'Maybe kill you.' She bore down upon him. "'Nonsense, my good man! You're delirious, and no wonder! This is absolutely outrageous! Twenty-four hours after, ahem, major surgery, and here you are, on your feet, instead of flat on your back— I mean, on your front. Lie down at once!' To the amazement of the boys, and no less perhaps to Little Bear's own surprise, he found himself obeying her commands. Clearly it never occurred to her that he wouldn't. He laid down on the pile of leaves and she knelt to examine him. Bright stars ran to help her. Together they took off the dressings. Matron peered closely at the wounds, then sat back on her heels. Unbelievable. Fantastic. If I didn't see it, I would never credit it. Beautiful. You know, she went on as she took a tiny bottle and some cotton from her uh, pocket. The trouble is, we live in an entirely unnatural and unhealthful life. Eat the wrong foods, don't exercise enough. Look at this man, just look, superb specimen. Not an ounce of fat on him. Bright eyes, perfect teeth, skin and hair gleaming with health. Splendid. And if something does go wrong, his his magnificent well-oiled defense system springs into action, and hey, presto, he's practically healed. She washed the wounds, then took out a hypodermic needle and squirted it briefly at the sky. Just to be on the safe side, she said trousers down and before little bear could grasp her intention she had pulled his buckskins down and plunged the needle into his bottom little bear had borne a lot of pain without a flinch but this humiliation was too much he let out a roar as if he'd been gored by a buffalo what a silly fuss there all over said matron brightly withdrawing the needle and rubbing the spot briskly with the cotton just in case of infection but really there's little fear of that he's practically as good as new "'What a constitution! "'Of course, I didn't do a bad job on him, "'if I do say so myself. "'Would you think he'd be well enough to, "'well, to do something uh, pretty active?' Omri asked. "'Try stopping him,' said Matron. "'She rose to her feet and dusted the earth off her knees. "'Personally, if he were on my ward, "'I'd say bed rest for another day or so, "'but a body like his knows its own business best.' "'Could he ride, say?' "'Well, that's up to the horse,' quipped Matron, laughing rather hoarsely at herself. (laughs) "'Well, I must be off.' Meanwhile, Little Bear, who had scrambled hastily to his feet, now drew his knife and threatened her with it. But Matron, not alarmed at all, wagged her finger at him. "'Naughty man! That would never do at St. Thomas's!' She turned her back on him without a qualm. Baffled, he lowered the knife. "'Astonishing, these primitives!' She remarked to Omri as she strode back to the cupboard. Perfect control over the body. None at all over the emotions. Back in the cupboard, she offered Omri her hand and then burst out laughing again. (laughs) Aren't I silly? How could we possibly shake hands? Oh, but do try. I'd just love to shake hands with a giant, even if it is a very convincing dream. Omri took her tiny hand between finger and thumb and solemnly shook it. Cheerio. Do call on me in any future hour of need. We will said Omri, closing the door. He turned from the cabinet to find Little Bear's eyes fixed on him. Old white she-bear say I good. Now, Patrick, Omri, keep word. The boys looked at each other. Right, said Omri, taking a breath. Let's get started. And that's the end of chapter 13. Stay tuned for chapter 14.